0: Hi, I'm Tiana Gonzalez-Moore
1: and I'm Dante Gonzalez-Moore.
0: Today we're going to be talking about the Amanda Knox documentary from 2016. In this documentary, they discuss the multiple trials of Amanda Knox and the murder of Meredith Kircher, her at the time roommate. Throughout the documentary, they interview Amanda Knox herself, the lead prosecutor on the case Giuliani McNini, a reporter who reported on the murder, Nick Pisa, and her then-boyfriend, Rafael Solicito. It all started in September 2007, when Meredith Kircher decided to travel to Italy for her year abroad. There, she met Amanda Knox, and they soon became friends. Meredith rented a room from two Italian roommates in Perugia, and Amanda Knox decided to rent out the fourth room. After living in Italy for a month or so, Amanda Knox met Rafael Solicito and began dating him. It was on November 1st that Meredith Kircher's body was found in her apartment in the early morning. When asked why she did not go into work, Amanda Knox explained that her boss told her that she did not need to come into the night. She worked for Patrick Lumumba, an owner of a local bar. In her interview, Amanda Knox details everything she did with Solicito that night and insists that she was at his house when Meredith was murdered. In the morning, she walked into her house and the door was wide open. She walked into the bathroom and decided to take a shower and noticed some blood in the sink but didn't think anything of it. After getting out of the shower, she saw a large stain of blood on the bath mat and realized something was wrong. This is when she decided to go check on Meredith. She went to meredith's room and knocked on the door and yelled for her multiple times meredith didn't respond she tried opening the door but it was locked she tried banging on the door and yelling for her more and she did not respond in fear that something bad had happened she called rafael solicito and asked him to help her break down the door they were unable to so they called the police the police arrived soon after and broke down meredith's door That's when they found Meredith's body on the floor covered in a blanket with blood all around her and on the walls. Meredith Kircher had been raped and was found completely naked. The lead prosecutor, Giuliani, said that only a female murderer would think to cover her up with a blanket. At first, I thought this was very interesting, but after thinking about it for some time... I realized that there was no facts to this claim and that he does not try to support it in any way. Unfortunately, the media gathered at the house and began taking videos as soon as the police arrived. There, they took a video of Solicito and Amanda kissing. This video was used to prove that Amanda was in fact guilty because she was kissing Solicito after Meredith's murder. Here is a still from that video that was frequently used in newspapers. As seen in the video taken that day, multiple police officers and reporters walked into the house, contaminating the crime scene. This is blatantly ignored by the prosecutor, and he is so confident that Amanda Knox did in fact murder Meredith Kircher that he decides to bug both Amanda Knox's phone and Rafael Solicito's phone. After having vacated her house for multiple days, the police invited Amanda Knox back to her house and had her look through the knife cabinet. They were sure that the murder weapon had been taken from there and asked her if she had realized that anything was missing. After telling the police that she did not, they took her into questioning and began interrogating her. When taken to be interrogated, Amanda Knox described that they had asked her for evidence that her boss had, in fact asked her not to come in for the night. She showed them the text message that she had responded to his with, saying that she would see him later and thanking him. They took advantage of the fact that Italian was not Amanda's first language and insisted that that's not what the text message said. They were trying to tell her that she was saying that she was going to meet up with Patrick Lamumba that night. They wanted Amanda to admit to the murder, and she knew they would not take no for an answer. They began yelling at her and cussing at her and even hit her multiple times on the back of the head. In fear and confusion, Amanda said that she had saw Patrick Lumumba, her boss, at the house that night and that she remembers hearing Meredith scream. Simultaneously, the police were interrogating Solicito. They were telling him that Amanda was a liar and just using him for sex and that she was known for being two-faced. He caved and told them that she had been gone for multiple hours during the night and came back around 2 a.m. This and multiple other pieces of evidence were used against Knox and Solicito throughout the prosecution. While searching Meredith Kircher's room, they found another person's DNA. They were able to trace this back to a Rudy Gade a local burglar who had recently fled the country. After contacting Rudy and putting out a national arrest warrant, they were able to find him and get him into custody. He was tried alongside Rafael Solicito and Amanda Knox and sentenced to 30 years in prison for being an accomplice to Meredith Kircher's murder. Amanda Knox and Rafael Solicito, however, were sentenced to 26 and 25 years in prison, respectively. After only being in prison for several weeks, Amanda Knox was told that she may or may not have HIV. She wrote about this in her private journal that was eventually leaked to the press. This turned out to be a lie fabricated by the police in order to torture Amanda Knox further while she was imprisoned. Two years later, the case was reviewed and it was found that the knife, used as key evidence throughout the investigation, had inconclusive amounts of DNA on it. This information and the testimony from several other forensic experts who were not originally involved in the case were used to re- release Solicito and Amanda Knox. Knox went back to living in Seattle and Solicito went back to living in Perugia. However, the Italian police still maintain that Knox and Solicito were in fact guilty. This led to the Knox trial being reheard multiple times even making its way up to the Italian Supreme Court. In 2015, after being heard by the Italian Supreme Court, it was ruled that Amanda Knox and Rafael Solosito were in fact innocent of the murder of Meredith Kircher. So, what were your initial feelings about the movie?
1: Um, I thought it was pretty good, but I, I kind of found a problem with the two people they interviewed. Uh, Nick Pisa and Giuliani Magnini. Um, Nick Pisa was just really... uh, I mean, you know, he's a tabloid reporter, so he'll do anything for a scoop, which he even admitted. um, He portrayed uh, Amanda as a sex-crazed harlot who would murder... um, He said that the crime was like a, a sex game gone wrong um yeah which is very disingenuous um and he 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 tried
0: to justify it yeah he tried
1: to justify it which was probably the worst part if he was like and uh the her journal from prison got released to the public yeah and you know he was like oh i don't the interviewers um they, they know, were asked, asked him about they were like, it,
0: like how'd you get it? Because he was one of the first people to yeah. get it. And yeah, and
1: he was like, "Well, um, oh, I have oh, to oh, uphold my journalistic integrity, and I won't reveal my secrets." <laughs> Shh. <laughs> um. And then uh, he he works for the Daily Mail, yeah, which is it's a just like terrible awful. Ugh, garbage. Yeah, what you see at the grocery store checkout. Yeah, newspaper. Um he he compared it to sex him publishing the article
0: yeah he's, with, a, he's a weird guy And he called
1: her Foxy Noxy because of one her, my, MySpace. Her, her myspace profile and then
0: they also found those photos of them on the yeah internet.
1: yeah there was a photo of um, her with a machine gun you know yeah. like a replica or whatever which yeah uh, will be shown Um,
0: and then and he was
1: like well this is the look of a killer yes. this is what a what a psycho look at her does. smile yeah oh my god um,
0: and then there was the picture of uh Raphael, which is seen here,
1: oh yeah, um with he the showed a picture at a Halloween party, yeah, right, he's so you know people like dress up as murderers and monsters all the time, and yeah, he was like he had a, a mach- a a cleaver, yeah, a cleaver. in his hand uh, The psychopath and some how pink could liquid. he yeah it was uh it was so disgusting
0: And then um, what about uh Giuliani yeah,
1: and then Giuliani, so terrible, um. He was clearly biased against Knox from the very beginning. Um, He said uh, she... Right, the um, blanket. He said that women...
0: just uh, wasn't.
1: ...cover victims with blankets, which is
0: like... Oh, oh. Oh. oh, Very good proof. (laughs)
1: Yeah, you can find actual proof where you can say garbage like that. Um, And... He does, like, a a character study of her where... Yeah. um, Because she wasn't, you know... Wasn't telling him what he wanted to hear. He was like, well, she's, "Oh, she doesn't she's, like uh, authority. She's a very anti-authority." <laughs> um, he he even called her like an anarchist.
0: Yeah, he did. Well, and he was like, "I don't know what it's like yeah. there in and Seattle." Then, and then he was
1: like, um, "Well, you know, it's there's no point to speculate. I just want to get the facts out there." Yeah. Um. So I I, th- and, I thought it was pretty good, but um, the only people really to defend Knox and. Uh, Solicito so they themselves. wore themselves. Yeah, yeah, they didn't have. So then you could be like, oh, well, it was wow. just, it's it was just them, which, you know, leads um, to, you know, the whole format and style of the documentary itself.
0: So now on to the film techniques used throughout the documentary. It opened with a typical kind of preview of what the documentary had. Yeah, like a
1: hook so that you, like, it was the 911 call with the yeah. police. Yeah. So you'd be like, ooh.
0: And they were uh, panning in the picture of the apartment in Perugia, which is seen here. And, of course, like he said, there was the 911 call and then they were flashing black and white images, kind of like the typical true crime, which is also seen here. And they were showing, like, bits and pieces and newspaper articles, like the ones here, which talk about, like, uh, Foxy Noxy and they call her, like, the Ice Maiden. And here's one in Italian that says what I can only imagine the same thing and then they showed a home video of her and they showed some pictures of her when she was in Italy like this one and of course clips from the interviews and uh, they also had the
1: Uh, the archive videos and the old photos are used to build, like, the character of Amanda Knox and show, like, her humanity, like, oh, she's a person, too, so that the audience can more easily sympathize with her.
0: After the very beginning of the documentary, the majority of the, uh, techniques used throughout it are the interviews and some infographics, even, which are kind of displayed by this picture of Giuliani Magnini, the prosecutor and the picture of the knife that had Meredith Kircher's DNA and Amanda Knox's DNA on it, and the floor plan that they showed to demonstrate where the DNA was throughout the house.
1: Um, and then when they sh- uh, they show the knife and the rest of the evidence, and they present it as truth, um, and then later, they uh, during the second trial, they talk about how uh, inconsistencies were found um, so you know they they kind of like oh this is yeah. they present it as real they bu- they and then build they build like yeah. a sense
0: in you that like, like oh, oh yeah this okay. is true this is pretty conclusive and yeah evidence. you're like oh that's maybe right she did and do they
1: that. um with the floor plan too yeah they're like wait or i'm not going Solicito yeah. was found there, so, and, and oh, then, and the bra, the bra strap.
0: Yeah, the bra clasp.
1: The bra clasp, yeah. Um, yeah,
0: and then they were like, oh, it has... Yeah,
1: they, it had and Solicitos, then and then later afterwards, it, they were like, when hey. they reviewed it in real life... Yeah, um,
0: in 46 days.
1: Yeah, uh, it was like, oh, well, yeah, actually,
0: that's you know, ridiculous it's
1: contamination, billion yeah. things, like, Nobody... just because there's his DNA on a bra yeah. clasp. Doesn't mean he's necessarily the murderer. Yeah, and it's um, like with
0: the knife, too, because yeah, Meredith's like, DNA was so tiny. Yeah, And, and they, they analyzed unless it. Unless they cleaned so many it, there would have been blood on
1: it, which is weird because, right, if we were to believe that the knife is the
0: murder weapon, right,
1: it'd have to. Okay, so it would have been Raphael took it from his house, went to exactly. Knox's, yeah. murdered her, either cleaned the knife there or at his house, and then brought it back, put it in his knife drawer. Yeah, like that. That's
0: not doesn't make a ton of sense. Yeah, no, wow.
1: I uh, I hated the the lead investigator, the prosecutor, and the reporter. Such terrible people. Unbelievable, really.
0: So overall, I feel like the documentary was mostly neutral. They didn't have any calls to action, saying like, "Oh, we need to reopen this case" or anything like that. And um, they didn't doubt any of Amanda's uh, interviews. At the time and they talked about like the investigation and most of it was just facts and they had the interviews of the people but they didn't like imply anything or insinuate anything yeah
1: they did also interview um, Rudy's lawyer yeah
0: but yeah, yeah. that was
1: mostly just in uh, relation to the, uh, whether Rudy was guilty or not which you know he ultimately was found guilty yes um, so yeah it was pretty neutral Um.
0: Kind of leading, leaning towards Amanda being innocent, just because yeah, she was just, found yeah, innocent eventually. Yeah, you
1: know, they wouldn't be like, well, you're yeah, actually, this woman that we brought on to interview, yeah, you're actually guilty, lady. Yeah, yeah, that, they're not they going to,
0: yeah. So, overall, I think it was, there were some flaws to the documentary, but I, I liked it. I liked seeing the different perspectives from the people. It's pretty good. Yeah, and even though they were kind of horrible, I guess I kind of enjoyed that, because you could see who they really were. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and it ended with Amanda Knox just, like, living a normal life, and I I felt like that was a good ending. It was like a, it tied up all loose ends, and I, I feel, like, confident in, uh, that she was innocent. Yep.